Menace to Sports is brought to you by Progressive. Are you driving your car or doing laundry right now? Podcasts go best when they're bundled with another activity, like Progressive Home and Auto Policies. They're best when bundled, too. Having these two policies together makes insurance easier and could help you save. Customers who save by switching their home and car insurance to Progressive save over $775 on average. Quote a home and car bundle today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings is $779 by new customers surveyed who save with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary, not available in all states. It is Wednesday, November 17th. Welcome to Menace Morning with myself and Chris Drew, my co-host. Every morning, Monday through Friday, coming to you for, I guess, the next 52 weeks. Uh, really enjoying this, this new uh, concept, this new show addition to the platform. I know that the feedback's been phenomenal. If you could help do us a favor, go to iTunes, give us five stars, tell us why you hate me and love Chris, whatever you want to say. Um, just leave us a review. It helps us make the show grow. And we are all about growth right now here at Menace to Sports. Um, I do want to do want to mention before we get started, uh, if, you, if you didn't listen yesterday, which I hope you did, and if you didn't, you should go back and listen, just kind of talked about all the charitable stuff we're doing with our platform, trying to make a difference uh, with our zone six fund. If you know anyone in, in Columbus City, really any of the central Ohio area that can help me one uh, fundraise and two uh, identify potential uh, athletes that that maybe financially need the help or are, are very driven and very motivated to become great in, in the, the realm of football, please reach out, Zach, at Menace to Sports. Also, the way we are doing most of our fundraising is, number one, we have a tailgate this weekend. Go get tickets. It's going to be awesome. It's covered, heated. Um, we have great food, great drinks, uh, charging on lane. It's on Eventbrite all over my social media. Go on there, get your tickets. Also doing the squares. If you haven't done squares, it's pretty cool, Chris. Um, I'm sure you've done it in the past. So so each square is 100 bucks, And then there's a number at the top and a number on the left side. And so you have a square. You have a number for the winning score, a number for the losing score. If the last digit of the winning score and losing score match your numbers, you win, right? And we will give out money um, first quarter, halftime, second quarter, final score of all five conference championship games that first Saturday in December and then all three college football playoff games. So in total, I'm not a math guy, eight times four. I think that's 32 chances to win. And if you win once, minimally, you get your money back. But if you hit a final score, you triple your money. You get 300 bucks. So all you got to do is go to Venmo at Cameron Media. Um, shoot us 100 bucks per square you want, and we'll put you on the board. So so come help us raise money to do some awesome things for Alzheimer's research, youth sports. Um, you name it, we're doing it. Um, also, before we get started, I want to mention my bookie. Um, not going to put an ad on here, but if you use our promo code MENACE, you get a free deposit match. Put in 100 bucks, they give you 100 bucks. Um, so if you haven't done it yet, go do it. You get free money. Um, I, I, I had I, Chris, I don't know if you heard it on my show last night, but I, I, I put out a teaser and the over missed on the teaser. Mm. Uh, but... We called Eastern Michigan plus seven. They ended up winning the game straight up. So, so take take my advice with the greatest salt. <laughs> um, but I, I am I'm, I'm parlaying it today with my bookie promo code menace. I'm going on. I'm taking the over in both Maxion games tonight. Buffalo, Northern Illinois, Central Michigan, Ball State. The over hits like I don't know something like seventy five percent of the time in these Mac games. I don't know if they know about defense, but. Uh, Never yeah, heard of it. Usually hit. So I'm taking both overs, parlaying them, trying to get a little uh, double up on a come up on a Thursday, Chris. But we also have a little surprise for you. Got a little intro music for the morning show, Chris. Let's 
Oh, should we, should we should we drop it today or should we wait for rivalry week? Oh, uh, I don't see that. See, this is kind of a rivalry for me, but uh, All right, it's, you know it's your let's, call. Let's drop it right now. Let's drop it right now. Let's get to the show. Menace Nation, it's Menace Morning Time. Wake them up, wake them up, wake them up, wake them up. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. Tryna hide from the camera. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. I ain't going outside today. No big. Couldn't find our tea. So I'm drinking on egg today. I feel like Pac. I'ma put up my style. We gon' do a drive by in the rain. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in. All right, there you have it. There's there's the intro music, and and if you don't like the songs, you can kiss my ass, honestly. But, um, got me got my juices flowing, and I will tell you funny story, Chris. I played it so that that song by uh, NBA YoungBoy uh, outside today. I yeah. played it every day in my house after I got fired. <laughs> because one it's got it's got, it's got a great vibe to it like it, it got my spirits up and it just it spoke to my life like i'm trying to hide from the cameras i ain't going yeah, outside today because yeah. i had i had reporters outside of my house every day and i would play yeah. it really loud I, just so they could hear it <laughs> just just for the chaos that first song in there um wake up is the first of the month that kind of you know sits well with me dude there's this kid that i grew up with one of my best friends was well, definitely definition of menace, but uh, first of every month, he was sending us a, a video of him doing that and doing some obnoxious stuff in the gym. Yeah. So that's yeah, what I that took me back to. Every, the fir- on Facebook, the first of every month. And I, it's a funny story. I, when I went to the University of Kentucky, I lived in an apartment complex and the landlord, the lady that ran it, right? Mm-hmm. She she was a British lady and she she would always tell the story about she used to man it. Like she used to be a landlord for a, a apartment or a complex in Cleveland. Right. And she would say all the time, one one time these these boys, they they didn't pay rent. And and uh, and I I put eviction notice. I put an eviction notice on their door and they came down and said, we haven't got our check from our records yet. Can, can you give us another week? And she said, no, you have to pay now. And they said, do you know who we are? They said, uh, she said, no. They said, bone thugs and harmony. She goes, I don't know what a bone thugs and harmony is. You <laughs> pay your rent. <laughs> So like, we not care. Bone thugs and harmony. <laughs> Yo. Oh, Yo. We got an update, Chris. Yes, update we do, dog. Our, our PSG story. Uh, those of you that didn't didn't lock in, and mind you, this is the problem with media, right? They'll they'll, they'll write a a narrative, and and a lot of people will end it there. And we are certainly only reporting what we read on Twitter because we don't have any idea what's going on in France. That's that's Mm-mm. a guarantee. <laughs> um, but originally, the story was that. One teammate hired two men to beat up another teammate so she could get more playing time, right? That was the story we got. Well, there's new information available. And the new information points to Eric Abadal's wife being the one responsible for ordering the attack on PSG footballer Kira Hamraoui. And who is Eric Abadal, you wonder? Well, he was the uh, director sporting director at Barca when she played there and allegedly she slept with him and now his wife hired two men to beat her up. <laughs> this is like this is like young and the restless uh, France style. Like, yeah. What, what is going on? So now she 
she had a, she slept with a married dude that worked for the team she used to play for, and mm-hmm. his wife put a hit on her. <laughs> and fr- it looked like they framed the other girl for her statements about playing girl, time. Poor girl. Like, talk, talk about defamation. Like, the, the story was she wanted more playing time. Tanya Harding 2.0. Now it comes to find out this, this chick's just a whore and slept with the dude, married dude, and the wife got pissed and put a hit out on her. Yeah, man, the poor other girl. Like, remember, it was about, like, you know, playing time. She said she set the whole thing up, offered to take her home from team dinner. They got pulled over, <laughs> and she got pulled out. Well, the other one got assaulted. Right. Just a mess, dude. I, I, I'm apologizing for her. Now you just have to wonder if she was in on the on the setup, or if she got paid to take her down a certain route or something. Like, how did those guys know she was going to be there? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Is a mess, dude. It's an absolute mess. Um, and this is one of those things that's going to get a, a either a thirty for thirty or some documentary somewhere. Or it might be a Fox Sports documentary because no, they love they love those the the soccer teams over there at Fox. Um, but Zach, dude, elf in the room. We had the uh, the top twenty five get dropped yesterday by uh, the incredibly um, qualified and incredibly intelligent committee. Um, they can't seem to get anything right. Uh, um, it's it's absurd at this point, Zach. They're unqualified, and they're not. Then they're not making obvious. They're they're unqualified and making poor decisions. So yeah. Um, I mean- yeah I, you know what? It, 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 I saw a lot of outrage, and 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 I'm kind of I'm kind of not with it. I mean, I'm not really with the outrage anymore. I mean, the top, you know, I think the top seven or eight are, I guess, nine are in contention, right? The top nine have have some percentage of chance, although as you get down the list, it's a very low percentage of making the playoffs. And and the reality is, I think they they're going to have to make a decision at the end, and they'll mm-hmm. probably do something dramatic. As I've said, I do believe that this is chaos by design. Um, they're trying to get the playoffs expanded, and the more chaotic they can make this, the more outrage they can make people, the better chance that after this year they expand the playoffs, right? Um, that's what I believe is going to happen. But you look at the top four, right? Georgia is in. The only thing – well, let's just look at the top four first. Georgia's in. Alabama is in if they beat Georgia. Uh, if they don't, I believe they're out unless you listen to Joey Galloway, and he had a good point that I want to want to talk about in a second. Um, Oregon is in if they win out. Ohio State is in if they win out. Cincinnati is only in if if Georgia beats Alabama, and then I believe they are in, right? Mm-hmm. Michigan, Michigan State either needs to beat Ohio State to, to yeah. and that could flip flop them, right? Like if Michigan State beats Ohio State or Michigan beats Ohio State, I think Michigan jumps Cincinnati. Ohio State falls below Cincinnati, and it's it unaffects Cincinnati being in or out, right? Everybody um, in the top seven, I believe, controls their destiny to get in, except for Cincinnati. Yes, that's a fact. That's a fact. And uh, they obviously control their destiny to not get in if they were to lose to SMU or Houston. Mm-hmm. But so that's that's the kind of the top seven. Notre Dame needs a lot of help at eight. Oklahoma State, uh, Oklahoma losing didn't help their cause. They would have needed to beat Oklahoma and, un, and an undefeated Oklahoma would have kind of stated a case for them. But I believe I think the, the committee thinks the Big 12 is garbage because it is. It's hot garbage. But it uh, brings up this point. Right. And we'll get to the bottom half of this list, which is really irrelevant to the, to the national conversation. Mm-hmm. But the question is this. I listened to Joey Galloway talk. Uh, last night, and I know Joey very well. I think he uh, does a really good job. I know he rubs some Buckeye fans the wrong way because he's honest, and it's kind of what happened to Kirk Herbstreit. Kirk Herbstreit got thrown, he got cast out of Buckeye Nation because he was honest, right, and did a good job. It, I mean, just because he doesn't say Ohio State is the best team in the country doesn't mean he doesn't love Ohio State. He's doing a job, right? Mm-hmm. And Joey Galloway had this to say. If Alabama loses a close game, let's say a three-point game to Georgia, 
should they remain at number two? Because his point was this. No one has played Georgia close. So if Alabama plays Georgia close, are they potentially still the second best team in the country? Yeah. He's, I mean, I guess if if this, I heard that from him and this gave me a lot to think about Zach for a couple of reasons. First of all, I think that that's why Alabama being at two matters so much. I know a lot of people just say, just get into the top four. It'll all work itself out. Alabama being at two means that they can maybe lose a close one to to Georgia. Now, the issue, the one thing I'll say is I think there's a little bit of recency bias because since, I guess, since Georgia has been crowned the dominant team in college football this year, no one's played them close. But before that, I mean, Clemson did play them within seven points. Yeah. I mean, that's true. It was week one, but that's true. I, I the, here's Here's where I get kind of hung up on it right is what what are we trying to do here with these rankings right and Joey's point was we're trying to put the best four teams in the playoffs and I disagree I think you are trying to put the best four teams in the playoffs to an extent unless one of the teams has already had their chance right Mm -hmm. like in my opinion these rankings should be the four teams that are deserving of a shot to prove that they might be the best team in the country right because you can't tell me that Georgia's a better team than Cincinnati if Cincinnati's undefeated and hasn't played Georgia, right? Yeah. Cincinnati has played no one in the top four. Now, you, you could ex- expand that argument to Ohio State-Oregon. It's an early loss. But if if Ohio State loses to Oregon in week two and now we're in week 14, that's a different football team, right? So who's to say Ohio State wouldn't beat Oregon? And I think I I talked about it on my show that Ohio State right now, I think, would be favored by seven points against Oregon if they played. So Mm -hmm. Vegas thinks Ohio State's a better team than Oregon now. But Bama losing to Georgia the the last weekend or the first weekend of December proves that that team that is contending for a playoff bid is not the best team in the country, right? They might be the third best. They might be the fourth best. They might be the second best. But that's not what we're looking for, in my opinion. Because it, I, we're, I believe we're looking that. for the four teams that deserve a shot to, to hoist the trophy. And if Alabama loses two games, one of them being the last game of the year, they lose that chance, that opportunity. No, I 100% agree. And this is where I'm at with that. If it were, so the idea of four best teams to me at least went away when the 2015 Ohio State team was left out. Yeah. That so that went away. Second of all, if you're going to to use the, you know, if if this is supposed to be about the four best teams, then we shouldn't have the committee doing it. We should have Vegas doing it. And Vegas's yeah, analytics I, doing it. Now I've always it, said that or computers, right? Yeah, or, or the or the BCS. But if it's about four most deserving teams, that is a human element, and that's the only reason you have a committee doing it. Other than that, you shouldn't have a committee doing it. Now, how many shots do you get at a national title? I, I believe that that one game should cost you that chance if it's one game in the right spot. If Alabama loses to Georgia, I don't care what the score is, I do not believe they should be in. But the committee having them at two is telling us that they think that Alabama deserves to be in, even if, even if they lose a close one. Because in theory, if you are the second best team or second most deserving team, then you should lose to the number one team by a close margin. Now, the, the bigger issue with that is, like you said, Cincinnati. If Cincinnati does not get in this year and a two-loss SEC team non-champion gets in, then you have to expand immediately. 
that is the quickest road to expansion because that then you're saying essentially of all the years to have a a, a um a group of five team in this is this is the year like this this is the formula Cincinnati scheduled Notre Dame out of conference they've they're undefeated they they've played some tough games. So this has to be the year, and they, they're they going to finish their schedule with a team probably ranked inside the top eight uh, that they've beat on the road. So you if you're if you're the committee, you, you almost – this is what I was hoping for yesterday, Zach. I was hoping that Alabama would drop a slot or two, given what Ohio State and Oregon have done against better teams than what Al- Alabama has done, hopefully kind of signifying to Alabama – that this is your last chance. If you do not beat Georgia, you are out. But leaving them at two longer and longer and longer, it's going to be like, okay, if they lose, they're not going to fall all the way outside of that top four. And that, to me, is not fair and not what it's about to be the most deserving. Because I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't give a fuck who you play. Yeah. Win your games and get in. Well, I, th- I think the the real reality is people like us are sitting here discussing it because we have no fucking idea what the criteria criteria is, right? Is the criteria the best four teams in the country? Okay, if that is it, I think we need to expand and and play a playoff, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's no way on God's green earth you can 100% definitively tell me that Alabama is better than Cincinnati with two losses. You cannot. Like there's, you could say that I believe they are, I think they are, but you cannot say I know they are, right? And if if Alabama loses that last game of the year, they're 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 not the best team in the country. That's what we know, right? Mm-hmm. They, but you don't know for a fact that Cincinnati isn't. So to not give them a chance, and and a one loss Ohio State team who lost week two, like you don't. There's so much growth that happens through a season. You don't know if Ohio State is the best team in the country right now. I happen to think they have a shot at it. I mean, they, they, they match up well against Georgia. So I think this is all in the committee. They need to come out and say the criteria is this. We are going to put the best teams, best four teams in the playoffs that deserve a shot at the national championship. That last caveat is key. Right, because mm-hmm. Alabama might be one of the best four, but if they lose the last week, they don't deserve a shot. They had their shot. Right, that was the 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 first round. That was the play in game, right, of the playoffs, and they lost. So you're out. I'm sorry if you lose in October, lose in September. Okay, now you could have grown as a team, right? You might have you you got better over the the eight weeks before you know the playoff committee made their selections. That's different to lose the day before they make their selections. Like you're not you didn't get better in in right. 24 hours. Like I think I think you you made a, you made the point of, of the show a, a second ago by saying if Alabama does not beat Georgia, we know they're not the best team in the country, and to me that means they don't deserve a shot because they have the shot. They don't deserve a second shot. So we know if Alabama loses, they're not the best team in the country. Therefore, it's time to give us what an, another unknown, and what what's the unknown is, is Cincinnati. Um, that that was an incredible point, Zach, and I think that's right. I mean, you don't get to lose the last week of the season to make the playoff. It's just you just no, don't get to. No, you don't. So I, I think if we talk about the path for Cincinnati to make it and potentially another team, I think or if Oregon here's the reality of what I think could happen, right? I think that Georgia beats Alabama, Alabama's out. Oregon loses to Utah, they are out. Now we're talking about a completely different set of fucking teams, right? Now you're talking mm-hmm. about Georgia one, Ohio State two, Cincinnati three, Notre Dame four. Like is yeah. that is that the playoff? Or does does Michigan State stay above Notre Dame? you know, win out and 
Michigan, or I guess no, Michigan. If Ohio State beats Michigan State and Michigan, they're both out too. So it's now we're down to Notre Dame, or God forbid, a fucking ACC team. <laughs> or Oklahoma, like, Enter like Wake Forest, Wake Forest, or Oklahoma State. Like you talk about chaos. I think, and I think that's real. That could happen, and that's where that's where the the four probably will be. Georgia one. Uh, they won't do it in this order, but Georgia one, Ohio State two. Uh, Cincinnati three, Alabama four. That will be the the final four if Alabama loses. They will make it again with an Oregon loss, uh, and and obviously them losing a close game to Georgia. That's where they will they will still sneak in. And I think it's bullshit, but that's real. Mm-hmm. And before Notre Dame fans cry about this, join a fucking conference. Amen. Like join Amen. a fucking conference, play in a conference title game, and then we can talk about this. Then <laughs> yeah. you get more leeway. And There's until no that doubt. fucking happens, you, if you lose one, you're out. No doubt. And and just looking at the rest of the rankings, I mean, there's obviously some SEC bias. I saw one one reporter who obviously can't fucking just read said something like the top one loss, two loss, three loss, and four loss teams are all SEC teams, which is an absolute farce. Like <laughs> Baylor's the top two loss team. Wisconsin's the top three loss team. I think the only thing that was somewhat questionable was sliding Mississippi State in at 25, uh, albeit you know, some people will say it's to help Alabama's resume, but in reality, I mean, they they have a, a decent uh, a decent slate of wins. I mean, they they beat A and M, like they 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 beat a co- two ranked teams, and I, I think they have a an argument to be. Yeah, they shouldn't they shouldn't be ranked ahead of, of Purdue though. No, they 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 probably shouldn't. But that's if you really, I mean, Purdue beat Michigan State. I don't value the Iowa win as much as as other people do, but um. But yeah, I mean, Purdue should probably be in the top twenty-five over them, or you know, the team that 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 I think is really hot right now is uh, UL Lafayette, and, and and I don't know that they'd beat Mississippi State, but their only loss to date was Week One against Texas, the first week mm-hmm. of the year. Now, granted, they've beaten no one, but I'm gonna, a nine and one team that lost Week One should be in the rankings over a four-loss team. Like again, we're we're arguing for nothing. Who cares who the 25th team in the country is? It doesn't mean anything other than they'll be able to say, well, Alabama beat five ranked teams. And it's like, yeah, but that's because your dumbass is ranked Mississippi State <laughs> yeah. 25th. Yeah, 25th. Like, did did you just, see, you saw the bear do his uh, strength of schedule shit? Oh my God. <laughs> but, and that's the problem. Like we, you, you could go on forever, right? Like you can't count strength of schedule if you're, if you're using rankings as the analytic basis, right? Because you control the rankings. And now if you want to do, like there's a ton of analytic models out there that do like common wins and, um, and, and, and margin of victory and common opponents and, and stuff like that to yeah, determine yeah. how good your schedule and, was. And That's advanced different. analytics. Right. But if you're basing your strength of schedule off of rankings that humans control, then they always control the strength of schedule also. So don't tell me what their strength of schedule is. And then There's, pass it off as fact, as a data point. But they They're do. using opinion to pass it off as a data point. Right, right. And I mean, it's like if I was going into my divorce, you know, my my child custody case and I was like, oh, wait a minute now, but I'm a better parent because this poll came out that I put together and my kids (laughs) like me better than her based on what I Yeah, My uh, my strength of parental duties is, is number one out of two. Right. It's like, wait a minute. Like, wait, you're the better parent. Why? Well, there's a poll. There's, there's, there was this poll that, um, based on observations of my kids, uh, that I believe that I, I am the better parent. So the poll says I'm the better parent. There's my data point. I win. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> you just made that up. Like, you can't do that. You, it's just using, using rankings for strength schedule is the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. But, but the bear and the bear, my God, this, this guy. He's a gives out gambling advice and he's just awful. awful He gives out charity advice, dog. It's like literally give your money away. Yeah, it's it's wild. So that's the rankings in a nutshell. Um, I think 
talking more about the bottom half is, is really a waste of everyone's mm-hmm. time because who gives a shit, you know? Zach, I have someone on upset alert this week. Who you got? I, I was I was gonna wait, but um, you know, I it's it's going against everything I believe in, everything you know, math wise. I have Alabama on upset watch this week. They play Arkansas, um, and obviously, and here's why: I think because I, I think this is a game that a could potentially get overlooked. B, this is a team that unlike previous Arkansas teams, I don't know if how many of you have watched them, um, they do run an RPO scheme. It's not so much like line it up and run 50 times a game. They have a, a dynamic athlete playing quarterback, and Alabama loves to play man coverage, and a lot of times that can hurt them against dual-threat quarterbacks. And we know that Arkansas is going to give them their best shot, and I think this may be a game that Alabama could hit the snooze button on given the gauntlet they've got coming up the next couple weeks. I For those reasons – I have Alabama on a little bit of an upset alert on top of the fact that their offensive line is very makeshift at this point and Arkansas should be able to stop the run. And, and so this game is going to fall on the shoulders of, of Bryce Young and on can they move the ball. So I do have Alabama on upset watch. Don't make fun of me. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I I wouldn't go that far, but I do think it's an advantageous matchup for Arkansas. I mean, uh, and, and I would probably get into that on my show Thursday, but but Arkansas is a tough team that runs the ball really well. They're in the top, you know, I can't remember the, the rank. I think they're third or fourth in the SEC in, in running the football. And uh, but Alabama has a solid run defense, so so they match up well. Um, Arkansas also has one of the better pass defenses in the SEC, so uh, that that should bode well for them trying to slow down Jamison Williams and kind of limit Mechie and and uh, you know limit Bryce Young. So I, I think it is an intriguing matchup. I don't wouldn't go as far as to say that 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 it's going to be an upset, but, but I just I have them on watch. Point. I just ha- I just have them on watch because I think this could be a what game. What does that mean, Chris? That's like, hey, like, you're like France, bro. It's like, oh, yeah, I have them on watch. What is yeah, everyone hey, on upset watch? Hey, Zach, 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 hey, take it, take it easy what on me. It? What the fuck does that mean? Okay, on, yeah, yeah, because, because I, I'm well, not ready. To, I'm have, not ready to call it yet. So you're you're still evaluating if you want to call the upset. You have them on. Uh, it's like uh, fantasy football. You have them on your watch list. I might. Yeah, no, that's up. exactly it. That's great. You nailed it. I might. Yeah, but, pick you, them but up. when do you pick up someone off of the off of your watch list when they have a great game? So you will take them off the upset watch when they upset Bama and call that an upset. Yeah, let me um, pretend to watch tape on Thursday and Friday like I work for ESPN. Um, and then I will, uh, you know, if I'm feeling good, I'll flip a coin and ask my little baby brother who he thinks is going to win the game. Um, and we'll go from there. Do it like some people do with the dog bowls. Put, like, food in two dog bowls and let let a dog decide. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I only have siblings, so, like, I'll put, like, you know, two cheeseburgers on the ground and see uh, see which way little man good. goes for. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. I think you need to set that up and, and report back to us on Friday who who little bro picks. Yeah, that's that is exactly what I will do. Zach, I don't have anything else for today, man. Great show. No, that was awesome, man. Awesome. Good conversation. Obviously, uh always entertaining to talk about the the college football playoff. And just be ready. Be mm-hmm. ready for for hysteria to come when nothing changes that last weekend and somehow someone jumps someone else. Like Notre Dame will not play and jump someone that's ranked ahead of them that also didn't play like, Wait a minute. like what the fuck last sunday you could have done that why did you wait till this sunday there's something's gonna happen and 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 we didn't even talk about it but uh the committee president gary barda said oh I don't shit have I, wait i have it i have it in front of me zach oh my gosh that I mean, boy was talking crazy when he set said aside like, watching what? the games though it's it start over. What, did, what does it say 
said set aside watching the games, though that's clearly a part of it. But statistically, in just about every category, offensively and defensively, Michigan comes out on top over Michigan State. He said set aside watching the film. What the fuck else matters <laughs> other than what we see on the field? Because like they average more. Like here's that shit pisses me off. Well, offensively, they're better. All right, what what are their opponents like? What about mm-hmm. what about? actual good opponents. That's what I do. I look at, all right, a team averages 5.5 yards a carry. All right. I pull up a game log and I say, that's great. That's because they average nine yards a carry against central Michigan. They average two yards a carry against Wisconsin. So don't tell me they average five and a half yards a carry. They average two against a mm-hmm. good defense. Like these, these people are unqualified idiots. And he said, set aside the tape for a moment. I will not Barta. I will not set aside the tape. That is the only thing I will rely on is watching film and evaluating players and teams. But this just goes to the incompetence of the committee. I'm glad I remembered that before we got out of here. Yeah, that absolutely absurd. brutal. Can I? I would like to dedicate this show to um, my, my two favorite pair of titties, um, Dan Wolken and uh, Riley Reed. Thank you for listening. <laughs> All right, man. I appreciate it. Menace out. Menace out. Menace Nation, it's Menace Morning Time. Wake them up, wake them up, wake them up, wake them up. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. Tryna hide from the camera. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. I ain't going outside today. No big. Couldn't find our tea. So I'm drinking on egg today. I feel like Pac. I'ma pull up my style. We gon' do a drive by in the rain. I shoot the shot. I'm coming in. I'ma take it to trial. Pray the Lord I beat 